Drilling fluids touch just about everything in the drilling process. We're here to deconstruct the drilling process and drilling fluid concepts to provide a deeper understanding of our industry. In each episode, we'll share information, talk to interesting people, and maybe share a few stories along the way. Welcome to The Flow Line, a production of AES Drilling Fluids, brought to you by Matt Offenbacher and Justin Gautier. Welcome back, and welcome to this week's episode of The Flow Line. We're here with our special guest from Derek. We've got Sam, and we've also got Charlie. How you fellas doing today? Doing well. Doing yeah. well. Glad to be back. Nice. Yes, same here. Thanks for having us. You bet. Round three of our of our sort of mini series on solids control, and so hopefully everyone's enjoying it so far. Matt, how are you doing this lovely day? I'm doing super. Thank you for asking. Good. I just finished my uh, pumpkin spice latte that we got uh, in the kitchen there from Starbucks, so I was pretty happy about that. So it's it tastes the season, fellas. I don't know if you're into it, but uh, I am. I'm I'm happy to be in the fall. Yeah, <laughs> oh, definitely. I like the temperatures a lot better. Yeah. Good. Well, we just got out of a pretty cold snap, so. I'm happy it's at least in the 50s. Um, but anyways, I, I thought, you know, we, we've gotten pretty technical over the last couple episodes. And so I thought, uh, you know, this time we could go ahead and start talking a little bit about the economics for all the engineers out there who are, you know, are cost driven, um, you know, and, and just as well as we are. But talking a little bit about that, uh, I think would be extremely important. So, Matt, why don't you think, uh, let's kick this one off. So, I mean, we know your equipment is there for a reason. And I think you guys have alluded to multiple times, if you're paying for it to be there, you may as well run it and it may as well be doing something. Um, and so, and I think the flip side of this is, you know, we don't have solids control equipment as a mud company at AES, but we have solids control people. Um, just a couple, but the whole idea is that um, we didn't put the drilled solids there, but we are held accountable for the mud properties. And so, um, we see it as a huge part of managing our fluid costs. Obviously, you see the cost justification in the equipment that you provide. Um, so can you kind of go over a little bit about like what what are the costs associated that ultimately justify um, the solids control equipment we introduce? Sure. So as you mentioned, I think there's definitely a synergy between solids control equipment, solids control equipment companies and personnel, and mud companies and mud companies personnel. Our equipment's there to make the mud better and cleaner and make your job easier. And then ultimately both of our jobs is to make the, the drilling operation easier. So some of the costs that might be associated with solids control equipment, you're talking the screens that you put on the equipment or the equipment itself, right? To put it on the rig. Um, and then all of the costs that may be associated with the drilling fluid. So if you have to treat the drilling fluid more because there's more solids, then you can kind of trace that cost back to the solids control equipment. If our equipment's more efficient, we can reduce the cost to an operator on the fluid side. If we can reduce the haul-off or the trucking that's associated with the mud and the cuttings as well, then that's another cost that we can reduce. So we're looking at waste, maybe even trucking you can you can tie on there, logistics, um, every, base fluids um, for dilution purposes, and then also the machinery itself. So the machinery or the screens or some of the... Um, items you might use on them as well, like bed rubbers and all the maintenance. Sure. And um, yeah, base fluid, going back to that, I think that was one interesting thing. Y'all mentioned uh, vertical cuttings, dryers, uh, you know, being out there in some places. And the one place we see them is in the Northeast where we're running synthetic based mud because the base oil is considerably more expensive and that shifts the cost curve. But we don't see it in areas where diesel based mud is allowed because 
the base oil is cheaper, and so the dilution is it ultimately works out to be cheaper in that case. Um, and I understand there's you know there's a fair amount of math about this, and I am probably one of the last people that reads anything in print anymore. I keep a huge stack of magazines and then read them all, well, flip through the pages at least, and try and find out what's interesting. But um, I actually came across an article y'all had written in World Oil Magazine that had a fair bit of math on the economics and that sort of thing. And um, could y'all just describe kind of what, what what you were trying to characterize there and, and what kind of math considerations you, you put into the article? Because it's a pretty informative piece. Yeah, thanks for reading. I think it's uh, it's good to know you got a fan out there, even if it's just one. But uh, <laughs> right. um, no, yeah, we so we wrote the article, and the whole premise of that was something that we kept coming back to from an educational perspective. Uh, you know, from Matt, who was in the last couple podcasts, uh, heading up our education department. Um, we've really kind of shifted focus not to just equipment, and you know, not just focus in on screens or one piece of equipment, but. Uh, the solids control as a function of the total fluid management like process, right? So everything Sam, you know, I think, captured pretty well from uh, from from base fluids to haul off to disposal. All that stuff is interrelated, and it's important that people understand kind of more of a macro level what you know what how's how does a shaker screen fit into this big pie uh, of costs and uh, and why it's important. So that was kind of what the article was about, and uh, it's cool. Thanks for having, uh, thanks for reading it. No problem. Um, <laughs> That was before I had met any of these folks, so I. Uh, it was one of those. Uh, it's kind of funny that you you read something and you come across who wrote it, and I was like, "Oh wow, small world." My wife didn't read it. She just said, "I'm proud of you." So either way, I was like a win. But that's real love, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, she's honest. So yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. So what uh, what were some of the conclusions to that? And you may have touched on it, but were there any good sort of takeaways that, that, you know, whether it be engineers or even folks like myself and, and I'll be honest, I, I didn't get a chance to read it, but I know Matt's talked about it and I'm certainly going to make a point of doing so, but, but what, what would be the, the best key takeaways from that? I think a great takeaway is that every situation can be different. Just like Matt referenced in the Northeast, you might be different with different base fluids and that you have to evaluate these costs almost on a case by case basis. But to do that, you need to know everything involved. You can't. Ev- you don't want to leave anything out when you're bringing this evaluation um, to surface, and that's where we see a total fluid management, right? You don't want to. Le- you want to do the whole picture. You don't want to leave anything out. So, you want to quantify your haul off. You want to qualify your dilution, which because that's on your based on your solids content of the mud and how many cuttings are in the mud and how efficient you are at removing them. So there are certain costs that are right in front of your face, right? So if an operator is paying for the diesel to be trucked onto location, he gets a ticket, he knows how much it costs, very easy to track. If you're hauling it off, again, for the trucking, you know what that is. But there's not really a ticket for how much extra dilution you need because your solids control equipment's not very efficient. So if you can evaluate that through some of the calculations based on okay, we know this is how efficient our equipment is being um, from mud volumes, right? If you look at your mud volumes, how much you've added, how much you've lost, and what you have left, you can kind of deduce how many solids you've been in there and then what dilution was required to maintain your properties. So a lot of times what we see is that some companies get really hung up on, let's say, dryer cuttings. And we really want really dry cuttings because that's going to save us money on haul-off. But when you bring the, the picture in full focus, you realize, well, I was spending 10 grand in haul off, and now that I really focused on it, now I'm spending nine. I'm spending $9,000. But 
had I removed 5% more solids with my equipment, I could have saved $30,000. And But it's, it's a really much more hard thing to quantify. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I'd say, and, and my experience has always been, and, you know, on the mud side, we don't know exactly how much some of this equipment costs to run every day, or we put in estimates, and what we found is putting together a spreadsheet or something along those lines where you go to the customer and say, look, you made, I made up some numbers that people seem to tell me are realistic, but we can punch them in and play with this and see if there's real value here and then test it out. Um, that's made a big difference for me. Right, absolutely. And we keep spreadsheets, and we have calculators, and we can you know work with an operator to track these things. And, and a lot of times they see the value in it, but... Um, well, an example we like to bring up a lot of times for dilution. Let's say you have 5% low-gravity solids in your mud, right? That's 1 20th. So you have one part solids to 19 parts mud. So if I want to maintain that 5% concentration, for every one part of solids that I add, I have to add 19 times as much mud. And that's why dilution costs a lot. So I'm not saying dilution's always where you save your money. So you have to evaluate them case by case. But a lot of times it's where we really find the value. Yeah. And it's because of this ratio. If you're looking at even at 10% solids, which some would say is extremely high to run a mud system, that's that's one part solids to nine parts mud. So again, that's a lot of mud you have to add to dilute those solids. Or you could just have really efficient solids control, and then you don't have to worry about dilution. Sure. And I think... Um, you know, kind of getting into to some of the benchmarks, um, you know, or KPIs, key performance indicators, uh, we get a really broad swath from our customers. You know, we, we launched a, a data analytics platform. We call it AES Analytics, and we've been shamelessly plugging that recently. But one of the tricks has been making sure that each customer has the benchmark they care about on this. And certainly we, we kind of have ours but could you maybe describe what you see as a good KPI as good KPIs, and further, which ones you'd say are be- the best ones to follow relative to what people ask for? Yeah, sure. I, I think I can cover that real quick. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, kind of like plastic viscosity. There's a few that are just good indicators of what's going on, but don't tell the whole story. Uh, solids removal efficiency is a great one, right? And there's ways you can cheat that number, but basically, solids removed uh, divided by solids drilled, right? So Am I am I as a as a percentage of what I'm you know drilling up? How much of that am I removing mechanically? Paying attention to that mud loss ratio is another good one that people uh, like to look at, um, and and people look at a lot. Uh, they take retorts and look at oil on cuttings as a percentage. Uh, the problem it's not a problem, but the problem that we see with that is one that was kind of intended for offshore and a lot of the environmental regulations that we discussed in a previous podcast offshore. Uh, but more than anything. Uh, any any KPI you can assign a dollar amount to, I think, speaks to the most important KPI, which is you know total cost, right? Um, so if you look at mud lost per barrel of low gravity solids discarded, then that's a number you can quantify, right? Um, and then you know dilution things like that. I mean, some of the ones that yeah we do get uh, occasionally are, are maybe they're important to some people, but not necessarily relevant to like effective drilling operations. Like these are my rental rates, and that's how I know my solids control is good if they're lower than they used to be, right? Or something mm-hmm. or like <laughs> yeah. my, 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 you know, screen cost per whole barrel drilled. If I, you can, we kind of hear some strange ones sometimes, which if that's your thing, that's cool. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't really tell the whole story. And that's kind of our, I guess, educational goal is telling the whole story. And I was just, I had a funny kind of quip that Sam brought up one time. It was just about like drying shakers. And Justin, you and I discussed drying shakers in the last podcast. But, 
you know, these a lot of times, uh, you know, you see the oil, you know, the market decline, and people are like, well, we got to save money. Let's get rid of those drying shakers. It's like, well, yeah, but you had them to save money. That's yeah. why you had them before. <laughs> they, they weren't saving you money. So, it, like, it, and I'm not, you know, sometimes drying shakers do, and maybe sometimes they don't save money. But either way, it was kind of a funny observation. We were like, I guess that's the ultimate decider. Right. You know, yeah. is that upfront cost, like Sam talked about, like what I can see and touch in the ticket that's in my hand versus like what I might have to do some work or have, you know, Derek or AES or somebody come in and help me kind of, you know, see that. Yeah. yeah and I, I think on the KPI side of things, what I've learned is, People get fairly used to what they're seeing. Um, I mean, we've had conversations recently where they're like, well, do we even need a mud engineer out here? And it's like, we, you know, we've had customers ask that quite, it's oil-based section, drilling pretty easy, whatever. Um, but normally that stops as soon as they realize what it would be like the time they don't have one. Um, and it's just one of those, you kind of get used to the the things around you and say, oh, well, how, how could we reduce this cost? And so even tracking those things, I've learned, we got to, even if we've run oil on cuttings or whatever, and I'm kind of sick of having people run 50 mil retorts, uh, you know, Hey, let's do it. Let's do one every well, at least, or, or get representative samples and have it done in our lab so that we can continue to show the value that's being added. Um, because there's always the, what have you done for me lately thing? Um, so, uh, remind them why a standard practice has been adopted and it's probably because they were spending more money before. Right. I would say kind of building up what you said, if whether or not it's worth having a mud engineer out there. Well, I think it's safe to say if one's out there, it's going to be a more efficient operation than without. So the question on these KPIs and the cost analysis and the economics is, is the cost to be more efficient to have, say, for example, to have a mud, mud engineer out there, is it worth the potential savings? So if I have to pay $1,000 a day to have a mud engineer out there, is am I going to save more if I have them out there and I'm that more much more efficient than if I don't have them out there, maybe we're using more chemical than we have to. So that I can tie that in for us to screens, right? Some Someone on the rig might say, ah, it's got some holes, but it's okay, let it ride because I don't want to pay for some screens. Mm. But maybe the cost of that screen is just a tiny little part of what it will cost you in dilution because now you're letting cuttings through. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard way, or that's a, it's hard to see the impact that has on your dilution because again it's not a ticket but you might have just saved a thousand dollars that well and a few less screens but you might have spent twenty thousand more in dilution so it's like really if you can fully analyze it and you can really pick i think if they knew that was happening they would easily pick to save twenty thousand dollars it's just sometimes and that's why we like doing things like this if we can educate people and and show them like the total value um i think it makes those decisions a little easier Right. You know, it'd be neat. And I don't know if it'll ever come to this, but and I've been, uh, you know, fortunately invited to to some solid control KPI meetings. And uh, it, it it's to me, it's hard to really quantify the value because it's it's there and, and you can't like drilling fluids. You can monitor trends and cost per foot and, and dilution numbers, this and that, which, you know, solid control companies can, too. But it was it was more like. Yeah, here was the low gravity solids over the course of these X amount of pads. Uh, yeah, it's working, but is there to like truly do a proper evaluation? Are there services or like software, or is there anything that you know of that that like takes like data analytics, machine learning, and ultimately spits out something that can like you can quantify with like whatever hundreds of inputs? I mean, is that that is that something that's even talked about instead of just like doing some quick, you know, Excel 
something that someone's put together to, you know, cause I've seen like a thousand Excel, uh, calculators from whoever who, who knows what showing you know solves control efficiency as a percent but like there's just so much that goes into it right and the api has some calculations they've recommended to evaluate them and we've done them with excel spreadsheets as well and i wouldn't say they're quick if anything it, it kind of takes some time to see the whole picture and you have to work with the operator to get all the costs involved <clears throat> But um, I think it would be really nice to have something that's automatic and you can just click a button and maybe you can see all that stuff. But yeah, um, I think that's where our chemical consumption and some of the tracking we do helps. It's just it goes back to the question of, OK, well, this was higher than the last. Well, now what? Or, you know, what what is actually going wrong at that level of detail, which, um, you know, we obviously don't have. And and of course, I go back to the misery of asking a mud engineer to keep running oil on cuttings or what have you at different stages or send a bunch of samples into the lab to see where the leak is or whatever's going on. Um, it can be done. It just seems pretty labor intensive uh, for you all to get that level of resolution. Yeah, it is. It's, it's right now it's labor intensive. And I think there's some exciting technologies that are coming out and you're seeing people that you know are coming out with products that are, um, evaluating solids contents that are evaluating um, uh, rheological properties of the mud. And so I see long-term some of this equipment all being integrated. And like you said, uh, Justin, you know, working and talking together and producing stuff almost in more real time than it is reactive. It's just, you know, unfortunately analyzing a lot of this stuff is reactive. And as, as areas of the world get more and more efficient at drilling, if you're in you know, the DJ or Eagle for and you drill a well in three days, like we probably don't hear about a problem until day two. And by the time that like we get down there and get our feet on the ground and it's like, well, we're about to TD but on, the, <laughs> on the next well. If right. that happens again, you know, so you kind of run into that issue of just like how efficient some of these wells have gotten to be drilled. And it's hard to make recommendations in real time. So that's what we're hoping to get to long term from a technology standpoint. I think a lot of companies are are making inroads there. Right. Uh, and even leveraging things like uh your analytics program. I mean, right, that's a lot some of the answers are there. It's 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 making the that talk to the right thing. Yeah. Well it's it's interesting. I was at a customer's office and they were talking about this exact stuff is 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 being able to uh is our industry we're so we're, we have a vast amount of data. You guys collect your data, we collect our data MWD collects theirs. Everyone collects their own data, but if somehow it could all be integrated under one platform, I'm sure everyone's like, "Oh, we don't want to give up data because it's you know close to our heart." But it's going to take operators at some point to say, "Hey, we want all your data," and and then some whoever it's Corva or whoever else comes up with like some analytics platform. I mean that that may be a decade from now, but I think ultimately that's that's the end goal is 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 having all this data talk together. Um, you know, and especially with 5G and, and how fast we can process things now, uh, I think in our lifetime we're going to see some some ex, you know some fascinating uh, evolution with regards to, to data and being able to integrate everybody's to to tell a story and actually be able to optimize. Uh, you know, to you know obviously just make things better. But it just it's neat to think about, to be honest. Yeah, and I think it's going to take companies too that are, are forward thinking enough and that value the educational benefit and the you know the, the customer benefit of giving that information out because you know in talking with operators and doing some of this stuff we're you know we'll analyze you know some wells or a pad or whatever and do some of this stuff uh, like we mentioned like well how much are you going to charge us we're like oh well like we'll just do it because it's kind of cool and we'll learn something too and if if people are out there because one thing operators i figured out hate is being charged for their own data because <laughs> like they, they like aggregate all this data and i won't name but like 
people that aggregate data. So it's like theirs. They pay for like the mud to come out there, and they pay for the directional guy. They can't, and then they have to pay for all that data to be aggregated, and then it's sold back to them. You know, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. So we've already figured out that like. I don't know if that's going to be the way forward. At least right. not for our for Derek. I think we really want to just be there to be a value for the for the um, you know customers and, and see how we can educate and come together with companies like AES or whomever and say hey, this is something we can do together and we can provide value. And if we're providing value, maybe we'll get more market share. Right, that's of kind course. of a better way to win. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm not in sales. I could be wrong too. <laughs> sure. Well, do you guys have anything uh, on just the the economic side, I think it's it's one of those um, looking at the math is is pretty important. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, we can kind of reference back to this article that we have, and in the article, we went through several scenarios where there's you know maybe you're removing a lot of cuttings, but you have really wet cuttings, and then you have okay, you're not removing as many, but you have really dry cuttings. And so there's a balance, and we, we go through all these detailed explanations. So if you want to really look at the math and charts and, and graphs, the article's great for that. Uh, but maybe I can go over a quick example. You Let's know, do it. That makes, makes some numbers make sense, right? So looking at U.S. land drilling operations, let's say we have a 1,500-barrel active mud system, and we're drilling a 10,000-foot lateral section. That's eight-and-a-half-inch hole, right? That's pretty generic for what we're doing out here. Um, in the first scenario... We have a two-to-one mud-on-cuttings ratio, right? So every barrel of cuttings we're discarding, we're losing two barrels of mud on that. Those cuttings are pretty wet. That would be about 1,400 barrels of mud you're losing, right? So I've already done the math here. So if you're able to reduce that, let's say it's instead of a two-to-one ratio, you go to one-and-a-half-to-one. That's a really big improvement. Like, I would say if you go to 1.8, that's pretty good. So let's say 1.5. You knocked it out of the park. Now, instead of 1,400 barrels of mud you've lost, you're losing about 1,050. So you've saved about 350 barrels of mud from being lost on your cuttings just because of, say, maybe you put coarser screens on because coarser screens give a drier cutting. Maybe you've added some backyard equipment, which, again, we talked about previously that might be introducing some cuttings back into your system. So either way, you kind of have to dilute more, most likely, if you have some backyard equipment or if you went to a coarser screen, 200 to 170 or something. So let's say the consequence of that is that now you have to increase your dilution and you have to reduce it. Now your low grabs have climbed to 10% and you have to reduce it back down to 7% from dilution. And 7% is a good drilling range, right? So you would have to dilute a 1,500-barrel system, those three percentage points. It would take you about 650, 640, 650 barrels of mud to do that. So I saved 350 barrels of mud from being lost on my cuttings. But now I had to turn around and add 650 barrels to dilute it back. So did I really save any money by getting my cuttings drier? No, I didn't. Actually, it's about, if you say $100 a barrel of mud, it's $30,000 more I spent to dilute than what I saved on the cutting. So that's kind of how the article goes. We show you that there's a balance point. You know, you don't want to be too efficient because if you're 100% efficient or 99% efficient on removing cuttings, it's a lot of mud you're also losing. But then you don't want to be totally inefficient. And then with really dry cuttings, there's there's definitely a balance point. And that, that's kind of the whole point of this economics discussion, I think, is finding that most efficient um, point in your operation. Uh, no, appreciate you pointing that out. What's the? How can people access that article? Because I'm certainly interested. And I'm sure people out there are, too. So, obviously, we have copies here at uh, Derek, but okay. World Oil Magazine, that I believe okay. it's a June 2019 issue. Um, 
pick up your copy. I don't know if it's available online on their website or not. Yeah, I think it's online as well, or uh, and maybe we'll put it on LinkedIn. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be a good right. one. Yeah. Just be able to quickly access. You know, it might be on our website too. Be, I'm gonna, I'm yeah. Sure, we'll take a look. But we'll, we'll we'll try and link something up in in the show notes for everybody. Cool, so uh, yeah, I, I don't have any further questions. That uh, you know that that was you know pretty pretty informative and certainly talking about your guys' experience with uh, the article and uh, there's just so much that goes into it. So I encourage everyone out there to kind of take a step back and look at the whole forest instead of just one tree when when trying to make a decision based on saving of costs. So uh, unless you guys have any other words, we'll close out. No, I think we're good. Thanks for having us. Yeah. appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks for being here. Awesome. Until next time, take care. Thanks for listening. Please tune in next week for another exciting episode of The Flow Line. And remember, may your returns always be full and your trips always smooth. Views expressed in this program belong to participants and not their employees. The program is for informational purposes only and cannot take the place of seeking professional advice. Copyright AES Drilling Fluids.